but you gotta shake it off because i know it ain't the same and the stream is playing games and it won't act the same <laughs> welcome back to another episode of waking back with bmo y'all i'm your host bmo make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> Hey, y'all, uh, we back again and again and again. I feel like I keep playing with y'all on y'all phone. I'm not trying to be playing with y'all. I'm trying to get this shit right. I hope we are recording. hope things are going right. We dropping any frames yet? Mm, it's like 13%, but it was like 73 before, so. How we look now? How we look on the, on the Instagram? We look good? We yeah, still we look good. high quality? Yeah, we still high, look high def? Yeah. The light's working? Yeah. The shade butter stay buttering? Not shade moisture. <laughs> Moisture, it's all these corporate clients, man. I, I apologize for that. It's Nami, thank you it's very much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this morning's episode is being brought to you by the Waking Bake Fest, the Wake in Bake Fest. I promised the people that we would have a premiere of our brand new commercial right here on on Wake and Bake Live. <laughs> so I hope the people are prepared. I know I done lost some folks, the people that came in, the people that heard me say goodbye and tell them fuck off. I apologize. But we have a world premiere, everybody. World premiere, premiere, premiere. Dude, Fryer said, how I got a ticket to the fest and got work that day. I'm tripping. <laughs> you did get a ticket. You, hey, pull up before work. Right. <laughs> pull up before work. Because the best part of waking up. Sweetheart, you think it's time? Is it time? Is it time? You think it's time? I think it might be time. To my two people on the stream right now, <laughs> to the people over on YouTube, might not be anybody on YouTube right now? Nobody on the YouTube? It says one, but <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, here we are, the world premiere of the Wake and Bake commercial starring the lady of the house right here, shot by Jabari Jefferson. PA is Tom Tom. We're in Mia's house. Okay, we got hard work. We got artwork by Oh, hey, Lil, that's going on. It's a great morning. Oh, it's starring you. Oh, yeah, and me. <laughs> Man, I forgot about myself. I'm going to roll this blunt because we already behind. Okay. Hit the commercial, sweetheart. That'll work. Mmm. Even if you might not want to, you can't help but wake people up with that fresh, steak-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. Sativa. All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast for my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up! I got breakfast! <laughs> oh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waking up. like your toes, though. Oh! <laughs> is Bimo and Free pre roll with entry. <laughs> All right, so we have some interesting things we want to talk to you about this morning. Uh, this morning episode, per usual, this morning's blunt is being, um, uh, well, we'll do that when we actually spark the blunt, but we have. Uh, some interesting topics that we want to talk about this morning. One of the topics that we didn't get to last week, which is the inequities of freedoms within a relationship, right? We were actually having this conversation on the heels of what 
Cam Newton said, but I think we take it a, a, a step further. It is Thursday, so we have our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. And then yesterday, I did a very interesting canvas campaign mm -hmm. uh, that I would like to talk about. Um, but first, if anyone is interested in becoming an official Wake and Bake Will Be More Night, okay, Sister Is became our first Wake and Bake Will Be More Night, okay, it's $10 per month. We do have exclusive content coming in, including your ticket to the Wake and Bake, the Wake and Bake Fest. So make sure y'all check that out. You can always donate to the show and always become a Wake and Bake Will Be More Night at uh, com backslash the rent. I know the lady I was putting up the lady, the, the, the lower third, backslash the rent, D-A-R-E-N-T, if you want to... Donate to the show or become a Wake and Bake with Beaver Knight to join our exclusive content Patreon page. You can do that. Uh, but let's get into this first topic, which is actually the last topic of last episode. Cam Newton got on the internet and told all the women they he don't want no boss bitch. He don't want no leader. He wants somebody that can cook, somebody uh, that knows when to be quiet from time to time. Um... And we, eh, I don't want to talk about that shit. Mm -hmm. I'm only saying that to get y'all attention. The thing that we were talking about within our relationship, though, was uh, freedoms. Mm -hmm. So on last Tuesday, we had a conversation about embracing this ass. In which the, was that last Tuesday or last Thursday? Last Thursday, we had a conversation about embracing this ass. What does it mean for a straight man who is acknowledging that black queer culture and black woman culture actually affect black culture agnosium on a, on a macro scale? What does it look like for a straight man to engage into queer culture without assimilating queerness, right? Mm -hmm. How do I eat Italian food without going mamma mia, mm -hmm. right? And so what we came out with was was the read, right? And so in the, in the clip that I put out, uh, a, a good friend of mine responded, he said, would you have the same exploration would you have the same energy if you were single? This is a great question. It is a great question. Um, and then the, that forced me to ask a question. Am I able to explore, I guess it is my sexuality, but I don't want you to think about who I'm fucking, just how I'm engaging with people in a within the sexual terms. Am I able, am I more free to explore non-sexual relationships inside of sexualized communities because I'm in a relationship. Can I explore my relationship with women on a non-romantic level because I'm in a relationship? Can I explore my connection to queer culture because I'm in a because I'm in a relationship? Do these things provide me privilege, protection, and freedoms mm -hmm. to do so? So then I, I was, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm in my head, I'm thinking about it. So I asked the lady of the house, Hey, I feel real free. <laughs> I feel real free to search these moments. Don't you feel free too? What did Lady House say? Uh. Right. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh, and 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 give me a full sentence or several. I'm I not Cam feel... Newton. You can talk when you want to talk. <laughs> well, as you as you were explaining this, it made me think about, I guess, another perspective. Mm -hmm. From your, I guess, from your position, does does is the relationship necessary to you exploring these freedoms? Like, 
Could you still navigate non-sexual relationships with coworkers even if you were single? I don't think so. Really? No. Um, I would love to sit here and tell you that as a man on the precipice of a new <laughs> nigga, which is why we own the precipice and we not already the new nigga, I would like to tell you that as a man on that precipice that I'd had the maturity and the wherewithal to separate my sexuality from um, my sexuality from plausible sexual situations. So we had the conversation about the women of CTA, right? Mm -hmm. And I said I was so proud of myself because all of them bad and I ain't hollered at one of them. Right. And I gave you the example how when I was 17, I was working at NASCAR Speed Park. And the reason why I got demoted is because I was trying to date all the women at work. I would love to sit here and tell you that if we weren't in a relationship, that I'd be mature enough to be able to have that same evolution. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true. I think I think I would be lying to the lady of the house. And I don't I don't enjoy doing that. So unfortunately, I don't know if I would have unlearned some of the let me put it this way. I don't know if I even would have seen my behavior as problematic if I wasn't in a relationship. Interesting. Because the part of me, the sexual part of me um, that I would usually use for exploration and developing new sexual relationships is now tied into the energy that I give this relationship. Meaning I'm not even interested in exploring those situations because I'm in a relationship at this moment. Okay. So when you ask me the question, if I if I was single, would I be able to still do the same thing? I'd love to tell you I was I'd be mature enough to do so, but I don't think I would be. I don't think I would be able, and I don't know if I would be confident. That's so the relationship I was just talking about right now was with women. And within the queer engagement, I don't know if I would be confident or have the yeah, I don't know if I would have the external sexual confidence to explore queer culture without constantly being like, pause, no homo, pause, no homo. Yeah. But now that I'm in a relationship, people already know that I'm not gay. Hmm. So, no. How does that make you feel? Uh, I didn't expect you to say that. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Um... But my question to you was, so I... In this relationship, I am exploring the freedoms that help me explore myself better. Yeah. All, all to say that being with you is making me a better man. And it's not, this is going to sound fucked up, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. Being with you is making me a better man, and it's not because of the work that you're doing on me. Okay. What about you? It's, the, it's being with you is allowing me freedoms to do work on myself which I feel like is what we want in a partnership. Yeah. Now, the question here is, though, and I asked you the question. You kind of gave it back to me, though. So I here I am playing in the field of freedoms. You know what I'm saying? Dazzling in the, in the, in the, in the daisies of freedoms in the big meadow. How you feel? Does being in a relationship with me, <laughs> does being in a relationship with me free yourself to have exploratory exploratory uh, 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 investigations with yourself. Um, I and be I, honest now. I think I said something like, in a sense, like maybe internally, but if we're talking about externally, then no, I feel like I have to. Um, what what's the word I used? You said 
you said no because you feel like you have ex- you have more yeah. expectations now. Yeah, you yeah, you have expectations of me. I have expectations of you. Yeah. Therefore, you you can't have right these freedoms of such. Right. And what I said to you was, I don't expect shit from you. Okay. And I know, like, on the internet, maybe, which is not a real place. I have to keep reminding people. I know that the statement of like, I don't expect things from you. I don't need things from you. It might be too advanced for the people who haven't done the work. Hmm. Um, I believe our relationship is, is a true partnership. Yeah. And in, in an unconditional sense, right? Uh, you get a job. I don't love you no more, no less. Still are you the same. You lose that job. I don't love you no more, no less. Love you the same. Yeah. That speaks that speaks to the conditions of the situation. Um, but I, as we talked about in the Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country episodes back in season two, I'm hoping that I'm providing an area for you or providing space for you that allows you to be able to explore yourself and have the same freedoms that I'm having. The expectation, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, the expectations that you feel are coming from me, I feel like aren't actually coming from me, but are coming from the expectations that we have on normal relationships. I agree with that, yeah. Because, um, again, I have no expectations of you. I have no need. Ooh, that sounds bad. But I, actually, it's the most romantic thing I can say is I have no need. I am not needing you in my life. I want you there. You are my perfect partner so that we can grow and become three times the persons that we are so far. But that's not going to work if I'm feeling freedom and you're not feeling freedoms. So what are we going to (laughs) do? What are we going to do? When the lady of the house told me, when I asked her the question, if y'all watched the Lovecraft episode, you'll see the same face. When I asked later house, hey, do you feel minimalized? And I was expecting her to be like, no. And she said, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay, okay. I want to constantly do the work. I want to constantly be in the position. As D-Way said, I want to be on the development team. Okay. I'm not on the, I'm not on the management team. I'm not on the uh, I'm not on the outputs team. I'm not on the marketing team. I want to be on the development team. I want to help you outgrow me. <laughs> what? Yeah. You got any comments? Um, so interesting, the inequities of the inequities of freedoms within a relationship. Here I am with you, able to explore these several versions of myself, but you uh feel expectations coming from me that doesn't allow you to have that same feeling of freedom. Feeling of freedom. I sound like a documentarian just now. Sorry. You also said when we were talking about it the other day, um, the reason that you feel so free is mm-hmm. because I also don't need you. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Or do you? No. <laughs> I don't need not, your ass. Not, but, not like that. No, I'm no and that I actually. Be. Yeah. I, say it again. I'm here because I want to be. I think, and that speaks to what Cam Newton was saying, right? Cam Newton was not talking about a partnership. That no. nigga was talking about a pet. That man wants a 
a maid or a, a cook or something. And that man <laughs> wants a mother. Right. That one man wants an inequitable partnership. But at the same time, as I said on as I said on Tuesday, like well, I think what he was trying to say is that he wants contribution within his partnerships and the ability to communicate. But what he said was something from 1950 was get right. in the kitchen, cook, and stop talking when I'm talking. Right. And that's ridiculous. And that don't happen in this house. That'll never happen in this house. And at the moment it does, I need you to leave. Or be like, hey, nigga, you said that's not going to happen in this house. Like, you're right. You're right, man. You're right. You're right. No minimalization, man. No minimization in the nappy palace. We got any comments? Yeah. Um, what we got? Foreign2022 says he tripping in his ego needs a reality check. Yeah. Um, y'all add values and pour water into each other's cup. But Newton needs major healing after what he said. Major healing. And then it said, well, well said, BMO. Thank you for being a vessel on this topic. All right, for sure. Newton triggering me. I need to start my smoking session. He's Ooh. tripping, tripping for real. <laughs> Who's it then? Four and 2022. Mm. Four and 22. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your name? I don't think we got time for our music video break today. Let's get to our uh, next topic, or actually, while we're smoking this blunt, this morning's blunt is being sponsored by the good people over at Street Lawyer Services. We appreciate you. We're actually smoking on the last of our Jack Herrer, which I'll be honest with you, Jack Herrer is a great, mm -hmm. a great strain of cannabis. So if you're trying to get your preparations on for 420, or even if you just just a regular pothead like myself, they said that April is the most busy time for cannabis people. Um, we got the 420 Activities National Cannabis Fest is on the 23rd. I am so excited that I'll be a media person there. But anyway, check out Street Lawyer Services on 8th Street, SLS uh, DC, or Street Lawyer Services Miami, Street Lawyer Services New York City. Um, they are able to get you out the way with some very high-quality product. Love the Weed Man. Say it a thousand times. Love the Weed Man. I-71s give you a chance to actually shop a product that has been uh, uh, tested by some of the curators there to actually be the product that they say it is. So this morning, we are smoking on Jack Herrera. We are a sativa in the morning household. But ain't nothing wrong with a little indica at night, all right? Um, we're going to spark this one, and we're going to get right back to more. Awake and bake with B-Mo. Ooh, yeah. Motherfucking OBS got me stressed out this morning. Mm. What right. you typing up next? Wasn't it the Paul Robeson Negro? That's right. It's time, y'all. Put my mans in the corner. Mute Kentaji's face real fast and just put Paul Robeson in the corner. He behind me, right? Wait, hold up. Yeah. He behind me. It's just him. Yeah. He right there? Yeah. The Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is in honor of our great man, Paul Robeson, one of the most popular and dangerous Negroes who ever touched the planet of America. This man was the first uh, Othello. You ever seen O? No. With Makai Pfeiffer? Mm -mm. This man was the first joint. Time Magazine put out an issue that said he was the most popular Negro in the world. They had to do a revision in Time Magazine that revised and say he's actually the most popular American in the world, okay? Mm -hmm. We're giving out... Uh, uh, this award for those who are dangerous and popular. It should be no surprise because we put a foothold in it 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week, the one that your children will be making Easter speeches on and speeches during Black History Month, the one that'll be on the on the little you remember the little colorful signs back in the day? You said actually it used to be it was Danny Glover, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, and Bill Cosby. That was like the that was like the hierarchy of the new nigga yeah. back in the day. There'll be a time where it'll be Judge Supreme Court Justice, excuse me, mm-hmm. Judge Kintanji, Sister Lockdown, <laughs> been the new vegan on Saturdays, talked to the everlasting life owners. Shook hands with the Hebrew Israelites in Chinatown. Got a white husband. The Supreme uh, Court Justice, the new Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. She said out loud with her mouth, I am the dream of the slave. Mm-hmm. Which I may agree or disagree with. That's another conversation. <laughs> Handpicked by Barry O. Confirmed and nominated. By Byron, our first in the 270 plus years of this nation. Black women have been literally birthing this nation since 1619. Mm-hmm. Literally popping out the children of America since 1619. And for the first time in history, history, if you will, the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week, Supreme Court Justice. Kintaji Brown Jackson. <laughs> Woo! Ladies, that's, that's my uh, choir of clappers right there. They're not there, so it's nobody really clapping. Man, what a time. What a time. As I said before, and I'll say it again because I have no shame about it, me and my mother had a me and my mother had a very interesting conversation about it. About I, she was saying that she was excited and very happy about the resilience of Judge Kentanji Brown Jackson during the during the confirming confirmation hearings. And I was like, yeah, I too am proud. I too am happy. But I'm excited for the new blueprint. I'm glad that she was able to execute the, the new blueprint for the last time. Because, yeah. like I said, in embracing this ass, oh, I hope the next motherfucker to walk in there and be confirmed gets to read niggas. Okay. <laughs> You need a judge? Oh, I'm going to judge your ass, all right. Uh, you want a judge? Oh, it's going to be some judging here, all right. <laughs> Shout out to Bru- to Judge Brown Jackson. Um, yeah, I, I, it is going to be so interesting. I'm trying to think. In our, before this, Barack Obama, I'm trying to think, have there, have there been other definite moments of black history that we know are going to live on for the next 200 years? You said before Obama? Yeah, like, first black president. Yeah, cool. Like first black con- first black state senator in Oklahoma under the age of thirty five. Like I'm not trying to do all that. I mean, like major moments. I mean, like God damn. Is Tyler Perry, Kanye West, Jay Z becoming billionaires? Are our children going to talk about that in Black History Month? I feel like probably so. You think so? You really think so? Because we talked about Oprah. Damn. We did. Do, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why were we talking about Oprah when we were kids? That's a great question. (laughs) Who did the PR on Oprah? Because I feel like as far as, well, maybe maybe because we are, Oprah is wildly, not wildly, but her cultural impact is older than we were born. I feel like her, 
her show first came on like mid early eighties. I gotta ask Geronimo. Yeah. It's like Geronimo would be 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 a great person to ask this question. But who who did the PR for Oprah? I feel like I've known Oprah my whole life, and she's been like an important black figure my whole life. Right. But two questions: How that happen? And is she? Is she what? Is she an important black figure? I feel like she is. I need to study Oprah. <laughs> I don't know shit about Oprah. You don't. I really don't. I know that she was she was homeless, right? Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, she was on TV. And then the next thing I know, we was talking about it in class. When did she become a billionaire? When did that happen? Because she, well, it's through the, the TV show. She got her own network and then the magazine and, like, all the other stuff. What's up? The magazine. You forgot about the magazine? No. <laughs> oh. As I told T the other night, when this magazine come out, it's going to change our lives. Yeah. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Like I, I, I love the places that I'm working, the promotions that I'm getting, the more work that I'm getting. But can I be honest? I don't even know those people on right now. I don't even know if I should be honest about it right now. Those people could triple their salaries, quadruple their salaries. But I don't think they recognize what I think my potential is. Hmm. That's a word. Um which is that reminds me of why I'm an actual entrepreneur because I feel like the only person that recognizes what my true potential is and will actually be able to reward me on that is me. Right. I, I've been seeing a viral TikTok running around and I know these TikToks are viral because I see them on Twitter. That's how I know I got a viral TikTok because I seen it on Twitter. I seen a viral TikTok coming around this young lady saying that $100,000 making 100k a year is not a lot of money. She said that living on her lifestyle 10k a month is not enough. And niggas was in the comments, and and rightfully so, because the average American makes fifty thou, and the average Black American makes thirty seven five. So I don't even know why niggas out here tripping. Like, oh, that's not a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but at the same time, that's a lot of money to the disenfranchised. That's not a lot of money to the person who believes they're worth is a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. What's a hundred thousand dollars to a nigga who who believes himself to be a billionaire? Um. Yeah, that's all I want to say about that. I think the magazine, I think the magazine, really gonna change our lives. This light not even on. I just looked over. <laughs> I guess on, but it ain't on. Yeah, <laughs> um, the sun is doing its job today. The sun's doing what it needs to do. The sun's mm-hmm. doing what it's doing. All right, for sure. Um, we, uh, what was I just talking about? Oprah and Oprah. Uh, yeah, she had a she had a, a hard upbringing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I need to study Oprah because, like, damn, like we really, I've really been Oprah' name has been infamous or synonymous with wealth and power since as long as I can remember. Right. And her name almost wasn't Oprah. It was supposed to be Orpah, but they spelled it wrong on her birth certificate. So Yeah, Fun Orpah's fact. a bad name. Right. Uh, 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 <laughs> or, or, is nice. You sound like an Orca. That sounds right. that sounds strange as hell. Mm-hmm. Um what are your thoughts on on Judge Kintanji Brown Jackson? Oh. Of course I'm I'm glad that we have a a black woman on the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, this is definitely a historical moment. Not even just for black women, but for black people. Mm-hmm. Even though she's not the first, but you know, <laughs> first black person. Yeah, she's not the first black person. No, 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 no. I would love to, if I could create a conversation. And I know, like, I'd be, I'd be thinking about brand activations and shit all the time and potential programs 
I know that this is probably boring as shit and probably only 85 people in the world will watch it, but I would love to see a simulated conversation between Thurgood Marshall and uh, Kentanji. Mm. I would love to see a simulated conversation. Like if we could have, if there was a black scholar who was also in the tech and meta space who could read the words, study the words of Thurgood Marshall, study the cases of... Um, no, just do do a full study on Thurgood Marshall, make a complete AI of him, yeah. and then have Judge Brown Jackson talk to him. That I think that would be so cool. Yeah, I think that would be so cool. Uh, we and it was crazy at this moment while we're celebrating the Paul Robinson Negro of the Month of the week being Judge Brown Jackson. We aren't even talking about the implications of her being on Supreme Court. We're not even talking about the things that she could be touching, the the laws that she could be uh, reinterpreting. We're not even talking about the effects of her power on Supreme Court. We're really just talking about the aesthetics of her right. of her representation on the Supreme Court. We didn't even got there. Uh and when and and my biggest when I was at Howard, Barack was elected president my sophomore year. So that means all of my and I was in the political science department. That means all of my freshman year we talked about this candidate Barack Obama. All of my sophomore year we talked about the president Barack Obama. Junior year, President Barack Obama. Senior year, President Barack Obama. The other senior year, President Barack Obama. We talked all five years of my political science degree. In any political science uh, class I had, we was going to have at least a four-week conversation about the president. Um, um, damn. Obama. President Barack Obama. How I forget that nigga name? ADHD is crazy. Um But the thing that drove me crazy was, and it may be because I'm a maybe because I'm younger. The thing that drove me crazy is that my professors would always discount just him being black. My professors would always say things like, "You shouldn't vote for Barack Obama because he's black," and I would always think like, "Why not?" I know that I know we shouldn't have expectations of him to save the race, like we shouldn't have expectations of Judge Kentanji Brown Jackson to save the race. But I'm rooting for all the black people. Yeah. Like I'm 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 more with Issa Rae on this one than I am with Dr. Carr. Than the academics. I'm more with the entertainers than the academics. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at you at face value and I'm thinking, yeah, the value of what you have at this moment mm -hmm. is also because you are black. It's right. not the end all be all. But why do we have to why do we have to shit on that moment to raise up the raise up the substance moment? Mm -hmm. Nigga, you black and great. Right. What are your thoughts on Judge, Judge Brown Jackson? I agree with what you just said. And that that brings me back to Kamala, President, mm -hmm. I mean, Vice President mm -hmm. Harris. Like, when she was, even now, like, I still, eh, I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> go there. We supposed to go there. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same situation where, People, well, I don't know if it was everybody, but people wanted to support her because she was black, or you know. And then, uh, then people felt like they disappointed because she's not the most right vocal, standing up. Um, which is, uh, which is ironically, um, not true. I feel like she's actually. I feel like she's a. This is a weird statement in the in the in the scheme of political um, and government like structure. I feel like she's. A, She's a fine vice president. Like who? The only vice president who was actually actually fucking up 
is Dick Cheney. That's the only oh, vice yeah. president I can think of that comes to mind. It's like, damn, that nigga, that nigga was off the chain. Yeah. And I don't mean it in a good way. That nigga was, that nigga was terrible. Al Gore created the fucking internet. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 and, and Kamala Harris wore Tim's. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying? There is cultural impact that is happening. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. We got any comments before we move on to the next topic? Uh, oh, I kind of need the people help. What's up? Get to the comments. I'm, that may that may be the third segment. Because what was our third segment? Ooh, who was it? We have freedoms. Judgment. Oh, in my walk through DC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm here for my queens on this one. We creating hashtag history, not repeating it. Mm-hmm. Oprah was the mainstream Negro. Oprah once said, "When you know." Is better, that what it was? Who said that? Uh, Baby Blue. Camille. <sighs> Oprah was the. Mainstream Negro. It's true. <laughs> no, it is true. I need to really look into the black history of, and when I mean the black history of Oprah, I don't mean like, Oprah was the first black billion. No, that's not what I meant. I meant like, how did, how did niggas feel about Oprah? Because it's the same Oprah that don't fuck with hip hop. The same Oprah that kind of frowned on the hip hop generation. <laughs> it's, the came, it's the same Oprah that like, just, this is Boule Oprah. Like, this is Jack and Jill Oprah. Like, I've seen, you know what's crazy? Oprah looked like my mama. Like, I've seen, do you see it? I don't know if you see it. Yeah, I but you as, some, as you were saying yeah. that, I was, because I've been encountering a lot of interviews of her and Michael Jackson. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's just, because, it's, like, it's a different side of her, I guess. Or, I don't, I don't know if it's a different side, but it's kind of like, you know, the negative aspect of Oprah that we see in the interviews. Yeah. So, it's, it's really? funny that you say that. Really? Maybe that'll be our first Patreon exclusive as we do a we'll do a, a specific Saturday Saturday's um exploration into the, the black history of Oprah. Cause here's what I know about the cultural impact of Oprah is that she did daytime TV. Somehow men were watching to get better at talking to their wives, and that's how Oprah got on. That's all I know. I know, um, like Housewives loved her, but I don't know, like yeah, I mean that's 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 great. The mainstream. So who's the mainstream Negro now? Ooh. <laughs> uh-uh. Ooh. I had the first name that came to mind. The first name that came to mind. And y'all not gonna fuck with it. And you shouldn't. Charlemagne. You think so? It ain't Don Lemon. You want to know why I say Charlemagne? Because my and I say Charlemagne versus Don Lemon, and I don't want people to get caught up on the names. I want people to get caught up on the position. Don Lemon, I don't never see Don Lemon off CNN. I don't never hear about no fire quotes. I don't never hear about no controversial statements. Don Lemon's very rarely trending every. The time Don Lemon trends is actually New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. That's when Don Lemon trends. Or if he says something that's a little off off kilter for CNN. But that's CNN's that's CNN's man. I'd argue that's uh-huh. what makes him a mainstream Negro. Negro. But I oh, and compare that does make him a it makes him a mainstream me, a Negro. I agree with you on that one. Definitely falls into the category, but if we're talking about Oprah level, the mainstream Negro. 
I don't tie Oprah to any network. I tie Oprah to Oprah. And on although Charlemagne is very much a company man for Simon and Schuster, for iHeart, I don't think about those two companies when I think about Charlemagne. When I think about Charlemagne, I think about Charlemagne. Interesting. And here's and here's the thing that's kind of like fucking me up about it. So if Oprah, respectability politics, permed hair, no shave, awkward interactions with blackness an affinity for developing third war countries instead of the south side of Chicago, um, interviews the princess, if that is 1980s mainstream Negro, and I'm saying that Charlemagne is 2020s mainstream Negro, what does that say about the development of mainstream? We were having the same conversation as, it come, as we were watching Falcon and the White Soldier, Winter Soldier. Whatever. <laughs> Black Falcon and the White Soldier. <laughs> if Disney is showing the new blueprints mm-hmm. on their television show, what's that say about our blueprints? Are we building foundations for a new society? Or are we erecting a new building in the community of capitalism? Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> Oh, shit. Woo! The advancement of the mainstream Negro. We got to get the app. (laughs) The advancement of the mainstream Negro has transformed from respectability politics to loud, to loud mouth, often wrong rebel. (laughs) <laughs> so what are we building? In rebelling, what are we building? Damn. I refer back to, I don't know why I'm on this tangent now, but I refer back to Black Mirror, 10,000 credits, right? Yeah. Or a million credits, whatever it was. 10 million credits, whatever the fuck it was. The show with Daniel, the one with Daniel Kaluuya. And the whole show is about uh, all these people are riding these bicycles, numbing their mind to entertainment so they can generate power for this bigger structure. And then Daniel Kaluuya has this moment where he rebels. Like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. I'm going to do all that. I'm going to get on the show. And I'm going to try to break the whole system. So what does the system do? They make him a source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. If rebellion is a source of entertainment and we begin to rebel, I believe, my new friends, we are not in new blueprints. We are constructing uh, uh, buildings. We are erecting structures in faulty systems. Oh, shit. That means this show ain't doing what it needs to be doing. That means we ain't really set fire to the earth. Hmm. We just put new print, we just put new paper in the printer. It ain't new blueprints if it's printed with the same ink. God damn it. Man, I hate revelations. <laughs> I feel like Go ahead. our show was more than just for entertainment or shock value. Say it again. Say it again, because you just you just brought me back to the point. Say it again. Our show is more than just entertainment or shock for, for shock value. So if you watch Charlemagne now, the Charlemagne that you think of, like when I say Charlemagne, you probably think of the the, the seat sniffing, often misogynistic, uh, hyperbolic individual. 
I would challenge you to watch us. I challenge you to listen to an episode of Brilliant It Is Now. This is not the same Charlemagne. I know this. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. You know this. So the so the 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 mainstream has tried to capture the rebel, mm-hmm. but only the aesthetic of the rebel, not necessarily the action of the rebel. Right. So you're right. We're doing the work. Thanks, sweetheart, for talking me off the cliff because I was about to be like, "Fuck it, uh, fuck it, we fuck it up." Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate still work that. To be done though. There is still work to be done, absolutely, absolutely. Which means this show has to continue to be beyond the manifestation of entertainment. Right. So sometimes I get sad. I'm not gonna lie. I can be real, right? I can be honest here. Yeah. Sometimes I look at the numbers at the show and be like, "Still, mm-hmm. we still in the 40s. Like we still only getting like 20, mm-hmm. 15, 17 views." But then I'm getting text messages, and then I'm getting ticket buys for the Wake and Bake Fest, and then we're getting sponsors who are willing to put their dollars into. Spreading the message, I just got to remember the work is just beyond the entertainment. The work is beyond the situation. I need the people's help. I need help with what we going to do on our exclusive content. (laughs) What, What should we do? I think these explorations would be pretty cool, right? I've talked about doing movie reviews. Yeah. Lady House, what you going to do? Right, I, I just we need some suggestions. Like what? What do niggas want to see? Yeah, We're not right. doing no sex tapes though. <laughs> yeah, like I, I got interest, but I don't know. I don't know if niggas are yeah, I don't, interested. Yeah. Huh? But you know what time it is, right? <laughs> what time for the burning question? Burning question. What you got? We only had two topics today. We had the Paul Robeson Negro of the Weekend, which that turned into somehow a conversation about um, the new Negro, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 which I feel like is a new theory that we're building on, the new mainstream Negro. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then our first topic was the freedoms within a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we also premiered our commercial. Maybe we should show it again. We should, we should show it again. Okay. Uh, while the lady of the house is thinking of her burning question, we want to show y'all, show y'all something in case y'all just joining on for the first time. Here is the second world premiere of the new Wake and Bake ad produced for myself, starring me with the lady of the house. We have cinematographer Jabari Jefferson, my man Tom Tom, as our key grip shot in the house of Mia. Artwork by Oh Hey Lil. Music by my man Michael Robinson featuring Tia, myself, and the lady of the house. That'll work. Mm. Even if you might not want to, you can't help but wake people up with that fresh, stank-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast for my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up! I got breakfast! <laughs> oh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waking. Oh, like your toes, though. Oh. Is <laughs> people and girls. 
free pre-roll with injury. What's the burning question for the roads? <laughs> what is the burning question for the roads? Oh man. Okay. Um <laughs> What okay, what aspect of the wake and bake fest are you most excited for? Ooh. What aspect of the waking bake? Okay, so at this moment, mostly because I was talking big shit on the Instagram stories. Just, I mean, I was talking big shit. I was talking big <laughs> shit, okay? Every nigga who said they could outroll me, I was like, man, you know you're using cones over there, man. Back up. <laughs> you know you got that rolling machine, bro. Talking about, talking about you can outroll somebody. In this moment, I am very excited about the... Um, um, the rolling competition and the master class. Uh, I think people will be surprised by the master class. Like people have been, we've been rolling blunts for a while. And uh, as my man Jerry said to me when I was talking shit yesterday, he was like, "Uh, you probably only know how to roll one way. And before I took the master class, I was like, yeah, I do only know how to roll like maybe like two ways. I do how to know like roll a couple of ways, but um, just taking this class, it's not so much about, the technique of actually rolling, but how do you prepare the blunt? How do you spark the blunt? How do you smoke the blunt? How do you hold the blunt? Like things that are just new information, different way to think about uh, the smoking experience. It's great. It's great. If somebody's talking shit, yeah. they can't get out rolled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope it's still. It uh, I hope it's still. It I hope it's still. You better step up, son. Because I told y'all what the prize is. I'm going to put it up. I'll probably do the rolling competition like tomorrow. Uh... The the prize is a two hundred dollar yeah uh canagar, which yeah. is like premium flour, mm-hmm. shatter, little wax, keef, mm-hmm. rolled in like this uh a cannabis leaf, I believe, mm-hmm. dipped in gold. I don't know, it's not <laughs> dipped in gold. And they say it burns for two and a half hours. You just you better step up. Uh, come on. All right, I need your burn. You gave me the burn. That was the burning question. Yeah, yeah. The burning question. That's that's what that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, we're gonna leave y'all with the ad. All right, we're gonna show it one more time, and then we'll be posting the ad pretty soon. Please get your tickets to Wake and Bake Fest. All right, that's BMO authentic.com to get your tickets okay it's the first thing you'll see it'll say wake and bake fest or you can become a member of the patreon at patreon all right was it yeah patreon.com backslash bmo brown uh lady house is about to put up some information where you can get that it's bmo authentic.com backslash durant if you want to put up on the show become a patreon member buy tickets to the to the wake and bake fest y'all i'm telling you this wake and bake fest is going to be something that you have never seen before i'm be honest with you it's going to be something that is um something that's going to be new to your festival experience, new to your smoking experience. And I promise you it's going to be a very exciting situation. Um, so join those things. I want to thank y'all for watching us this week. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, did have a, a, a rough takeoff <laughs> this morning, but we finally got here. Uh, make sure you're saying good morning to the lady of the house. Hey, good morning, guys. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with the ad and we'll hope to see you on Tuesday. Wait, next Tuesday is the... Is next Tuesday the Tuesday before the Wake and Bake Fest? Yeah, like the day before. Wow. Oof. We got so much to do. That's okay. We'll be all right. Uh, uh, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We made a commercial in... A day. Time. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
leaving with the ad. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. Good morning. That'll work. Mm. Even if you might not want to, you can't help but wake people up with that fresh, stank-ass herb smoked in the haze of the early morning. Sativa? All right, time to head upstairs. Oh, I'm so ready to make breakfast for my sweetheart. Sweetheart, wake up! I got breakfast! Ha <laughs> ha! Ooh, you made breakfast. This is sweet. The best part of waiting. I like your toes, though. Oh! Is people and Free pre roll with entry.